studio again as we begin a brand new year of 2020 dr angel i'm mama mac and this is dr angel who's about to speak aren't you yes i am and yes happy new year hey you too trying to get my mic all fixed here went whopper jawed on me go ahead <laughs> whopper jawed is whopper that an official jawed. term yes it yes is. you know new year it's a it's a great time it's not only a new year it's a new decade it's a new like, decade we're in a new yeah, era boy it's great it's a yeah it's a fresh start yes it is it's so, a great time for those fresh starts absolutely we began this show in 2014 so this year in september we will celebrate our sixth anniversary of this show we love doing it what is this show all about tell our listeners we might have caught somebody new tonight that hasn't been on with us before this show is all about hitting those home runs in life it's a life coaching show and what we do is take topics and help you dive in deep and give you some tools to get through to live life successfully to live it to not just exist right to live successfully it's a life coaching show it's a counseling show um i think it's it's really good that we we try our best to get topics that affect most people yeah right this is not just to one little segment of the population but most of us go through a lot of the same things we talk about week after week right Sure. I mean, you know, a lot, we do go root digging. So a lot of the we topics... We go root digging? Would you explain what that means? What's that mean to go root digging? We go root digging. We look for what's causing, what's the common struggles that okay. may come out in different ways for people. But sure. the root of it is a common struggle that a lot of people might share. Right. And that's why we are doing part two tonight of emotional exhaustion. Yes. We started it two weeks ago with full intentions of finishing it last week. And I was not, uh, I was going to be coughing all the way through that show and you wanted to go play so someplace so uh you did but we so we had to do a rerun but anyway we're glad to be back live in the studio if you want to call in and comment or ask questions tonight feel free because uh the phone number here is 727-441-3000 we are on youtube uh live right now go to youtube slash tan talk radio slash live and uh, you will be able to see us and also uh, be able to go back to that later on because it's being recorded on youtube right now so if you miss it parts of it tonight you want to go back it's youtube slash tan talk radio slash go yard the name of this show and today's date january 2nd 2020 all right one two two oh two oh that's the date so wow, you we, go. there we go. We started this a uh, couple weeks ago, emotional exhaustion, and we were so exhausted from doing the show <laughs> that we had to take a week to do a rerun. Is that what happened? No. Yeah, what is emotional exhaustion, Doctor <laughs> Angel? I jest. Go ahead. I jest. You jest. Right. Emotional exhaustion is a state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained, kind of as a result of accumulated stress from okay. personal, from work, from all of it. So stress holidays, is a real thing. Whatever. Stress is a real stress thing. Stress is a real thing. Okay. Yes. And it manifests itself in our lives in a lot of different ways, doesn't it? Stress. Yes, it does. And, it, and emotional exhaustion, I think, is one of those things that people 
um, might suffer from and not even realize it. It's right. kind of when they're feeling really stuck or just trapped in life. Right. And and it can bring with it, I think, depression, all kinds oh, yes. of anxiety, oh, yes. uh, purposelessness, oh, yes. hopelessness, you know, all of that. We kind of talked last two weeks ago. If you missed that, that would have been the uh, November 19th show. I, or no, December, not November. Wow. December 19th of 2019, the 12-19-19 show. So anyway, uh, we talked then, not only did we define it, we talked about some things, some triggers to emotional exhaustion. Do you want to hit just a few that sure. might relate to our audience, maybe, perhaps? So triggers. some of those triggers could be things like having a major life change right. or being a caregiver or juggling too much um, right. stuff going on, like family, work, school whatever uh, maybe having high pressure environment or not good self-care or lack of communication or support those are some of the the triggers that might happen so it can happen at any time in our life right mm-hmm. i mean it can happen multiple times this is not just a one-time deal yes. right this is a, a way of life for some people who live in emotional exhaustion all the time so what would they look like a person oh, like wow. this besides looking like they need to pull their hair out right well, uh, you know, here's the thing with emotional exhaustion is it's kind of like your, your tank of gas in your car, right? It's like if you had a hole in your gas tank, you know, you just kind of, it's drizzling out and eventually that car is just not going to keep going. Okay. Well, that's what that's emotional a good exhaustion metaphor. Good metaphor. kind of yeah. looks like to us. So we don't really realize it because our cars are still going. It's right. also being drained out until we kind of get stuck to it. We're puttering. Okay. And then we feel so overwhelmed with it, we don't know what to do or how to get out of it. So it's kind of like when you hit a wall in, in, in your life in some area. And sometimes when you hit that wall, it's not the thing that's going on right then that is really wrong with you. Well, exactly. Right? It, that's just the little, you know, spark to let uh-huh. you know that there's something else going on down right. in there. But I've, I've found in my life and watching other people, too, interacting with them, that sometimes the thing that they get so upset about and just go crazy about, I mean, by going crazy, I mean, have a panic attack or a... Hyper-focus on it. Right. Or a temper tantrum or whatever. Maybe just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, figuratively speaking. Absolutely. You know, I'll find... They'll, you're right. It'll be that little thing that just broke the camel's back, and all of a sudden they're freaking or worried or stressed or whatever over this thing, and they're trying to solve this problem, but it's not really the problem. It's not really the problem because there's so much else yes. under there, right? Yes. So it's, it's getting ourselves worked up, I think, at, to a point where we don't think real clearly, perhaps, Perhaps I'm just I'm throwing this at Throw you it out there. since you're the PhD licensed mental health counselor. We like to pay attention to that and note that that you are our resident expert. But when we get to that point where we just everything kind of caves in on us, right? We are not necessarily upset about one particular thing. Really, if we were honest, we're upset about 17, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever, right? There's just yes. so much under there. Um, and, it's and like the iceberg, you know, you the see iceberg. the tip, yeah. and there's all that under it. Right. That's what emotional exhaustion's like. Like the Titanic. Yes. I know, yeah, right? right? But yeah. we're walking around like this, and we're living like this, and there's so many people dealing with this, and they don't realize that's it. 
How can you tell that somebody is living in emotional exhaustion? To our audience, I mean, we're, we're going to talk more about symptoms in just a few minutes. But what does it look like when you're interacting, let's say, with a coworker, a family member, uh, a good friend, and you begin to suspect that, hey, you're really upset over something that's very trivial? You know what I mean? Well, and that's definitely one of those things when they seem to get really upset over something that's not super upsetting, uh, when they seem to like struggle to see perspective, like to you okay. know, look at reality right. and the perspective exactly. of what's going on. Right. Um, you know, they might be hyper emotional over little things like they might be crying over something during the day at work. Just break break out into crying. For, could be a crying emotion yeah. or it could be a moodiness emotion, but their emotions aren't kind of fitting their norm or what's going on in the environment. Right. You know, those can be some of those warning so signs. So help our audience here, Dr. Angel, because if somebody is listening and they say, yeah, you know, my husband's been acting kind of like something is really bothering him. We just came through the holidays. A lot of people have a hard time coming through the holidays. So. Sure. I mean, that can definitely be a transitional That can be period. a tra- Yeah, it can. You know, going through the holidays of all that stress, you know, now it's January. The bills will start coming in for what sure. you spent. Or maybe there's just a lot. Uh, the holidays brought up a lot of emo- unresolved emotional pain sure. from seeing family members you don't usually see or having conversations with people that dredge up some unresolved hurts and stuff exactly and it just kind of you shoved it down because you were busy you know hosting and doing this and keeping the smile and now like life is coming back to normal and it's all that it's in there there really is a component of during the holidays where like from thanksgiving through new year's that everybody's kind of living in a different way than they live all the rest of the year don't you think they do and but, we've done know, shows on that, but, yes. but go ahead, Let's because this is the first show of, of 2000, no, 2020. So go ahead. So what happens between that November, you know, from <clears throat> Thanksgiving to New Year's is there's so much extra stuff to do. Right. And we have the same amount Pressure. of time that we always have, except now we're adding tons more stuff to our plate. And so we're in this get it done mode. Right. So we're in the go, go, go phase of just get it done. So emotional things happen mm-hmm. and disappointments, this, that. But we can't deal with that because we got a million other things to do. I think that's a really good way to start this new year right now with this topic because we are on the first Thursday night of January 2020. So a lot of us are just still recovering from the holiday time and all the dinners and everything else that might have happened. Sure. And and during that time, all kinds it can dredge up all kinds of stuff inside of us that we didn't even realize might right. be inside of us. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, like I said, it's a time you might hear from people you haven't heard from in 10 or 15 years yeah. or, um, you know, ha- feeling forced to go to a family, you know, feeling obligated, obligated maybe. Obligated, not, forced, word, not yeah. forced. It's usually obligated. Yeah. Well, sometimes you might feel forced, but right. you're obligated sure. more or less to, to go. But there's a lot of unresolved stuff mm-hmm. in there, too, mm-hmm. or dealing with blended families oh, or yeah. feeling like you have to run between everybody because you don't want to disappoint anyone. And, you know, maybe you're disappointed because you missed time with your own kids because you guys were so busy. Yeah doing what everyone else wanted you to do, whatever right. it is, then January well, comes. And then there, there's this thing about during these Thanksgiving, all these holiday things, there is that thing where you kind of got to be on when you are at these events, right? Yes. You, you, you're you not going to be able to go in and say, you know, guys, thanks for inviting me for dinner. I, I, I just ate and that's great. I'm going to go in and take a nap. That doesn't usually happen 
at a lot of these family functions. No, it does not. You don't have that kind of a freedom to go take a nap. Maybe some people do that, but that's not usually the norm. Well, no, and it's almost kind of like you have to put on a show you yeah that's what i'm trying to say yeah you. the best version of you and maybe right. not the truest version of you so then it's kind of keeping up with whatever right that's image a good point. maybe that you want people to think of your family or you guys and so you're keeping the smiles on even right. though you're not really feeling it you don't feel so it. that's right. exhausting that takes yeah. a lot of emotional energy oh it, it certainly does so uh basically and and a lot of us know the word stress but I don't know how you define stress. Do you do you have well, a it's, definition it's a for that? Pressure. I mean, if you it's think pressure. about stress, okay. it's, it's pressure. pressure. It's that's a good point. Squeezing on it until something's going to happen. Okay, you know, and that that's what happens to us. And when it stress is emotional, that tends to lean stress on stress is emotional. Correct. When, well, yes. it doesn't have to always be emotional, but when it is emotional, yeah, I think it mostly is. Sometimes it's hard for us to talk about that emotional stuff. Right. You know, it's easier. It's not easy to problem solve. You know, a lot of times we want to talk about a stress when I have, oh, I have a work problem or I need to do this or I need that. We can sit and problem solve, right? Oh, well, if we put this presentation together or hired another staff, we could fix that. But when it's emotional, it's not as fixable, so to speak. Because you may be, and some of you out there in Radio Land right now, maybe you're experiencing that kind of letdown from all of the franticness of the last six weeks, and now it's back to work, business as usual. And I know a lot of people went back to work today. Yes. And so it's kind of in the middle of the week. Maybe it was a good thing because two days and then the weekend weekend off. off, Maybe that was a good thing this year. But just just the same, there is that change of, okay, we don't have that to look forward to now. We're not, oh, I'm not going to get a few days off from work. I just had it, right? Right. You know, and some of that disappointment might just be, you know, I know I have this chunk of work period off and I want to get some things done around the house that I've wanted to get done or get something organized and you have felt like you've been split all your time's been stolen from you right. and now you're going back to work and all those little projects you, you wanted, wanted to do, to do you didn't are get still done. undone yeah right. so, that, so can, that can be really frustrating yes yeah you know I hear a lot of people talk especially school teachers because they usually get that good chunk of two weeks off right. and they're all, oh well, my break I'm going to do da 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 and then when I talk to them and they go back to work and like nothing got done and then that makes you feel bad because you realize oh my gosh I had great intentions yes and, and here we are starting January and we usually talk about all of our goals for the new year we've had a lot of shows on that the beginning part of January and and to not, this year we're starting talking about the things that keep us from getting those things done right the yes. good intentions the okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna lose this amount of weight I'm gonna go to the gym every day and and all of that mm-hmm. stuff a lot of times those good intentions last only a week or less true story and we don't make it through the month of January and part of that is we're going into January emotionally drained we don't have much to give this anything. This is good. This is good. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think this might help some people understand why what they're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Because yes, going into January and just having gone through six weeks of not the norm right. in our lives, and now we've we've already had those days off, and we may have, be upset with ourselves, like mm-hmm. you just said, for not getting things done that we wanted to get done, can be an emotional 
stressor right there. Right there. I mean, exactly. It is an emotional. Right. So it's kind of that draining on you. And now your brain is kind of going with, oh, my gosh, now I have all this other stuff I want to do. When am I going to do it? When am I going to get another chunk of time that, you know, right. I can do it? And we start feeling that's the squeeze on mm-hmm. our emotions. Yeah. And we don't have a lot to give. Yeah, that pressure. The pressure, is that the best way to describe stress? I mean, I I really think it's a great way because it is. It's a pressure. And oftentimes when people talk about panic attacks, it's like they feel like pressure in their chest. chest. That's right. Like an elephant. You hear them saying that. Yeah. They can't breathe, whatever. And a lot of times those are rooted in an emotional exhaustion or emotional problem, right? Mm -hmm. Or, Or too much has piled up and they can't. They can't take care of it. They can't deal right. with it. Right. And the more emotionally pressed we feel, the harder it is to find our perspective. The harder yes. it is for us to even see what's really going on. Right. We just, we're we're pressed, you know? Right. And a lot of times, let's talk about some symptoms here so okay. our audience can begin to say, well, maybe, yeah, maybe that is what I'm going through. Lack of motivation. I think hits a lot of people because during their good intentions of getting all this done during those that week or two weeks off and they didn't, then they beat themselves up. Yes, they do. And they do not feel motivated. And and it's yeah, they feel defeated. And when you go into something already feeling defeated, it's hard to find the motivation to want to do something new or something different. Right. Exactly. You know, and part of that feeling all that defeat and feeling that way is they had ideas and plans, but they didn't have action plans like they didn't have this what they needed to do to make it really happen Mm -hmm. they kind of just went in with like these oh okay ideas talk about action plans what do you mean talk about that because i do think a lot of people have a general idea in their head they don't write it down perhaps i have to have lists and i have to check things off on my desk but i think a lot of people don't do that they just have in their head i want to get this done that's done and then they forget oh i meant to do that Exactly. And so they didn't, they just kind of went in with this vague idea of like, oh, I'm going to get their garage cleaned out or I'm going to reorganize the kids' toys or whatever. But they didn't have a plan of action. A plan of action is, okay, when am I going to do that? What will that exactly look like? Like planning it out. Right. Exactly. You know, um, right now I'm doing the 31 days of reorganizing my house. And every day of the month, there's another project I have to do. They're small projects. Nothing's more than 30 minutes. Wow. But at the end of the month, my house will be completely reorganized. Where'd you find that i made it up in my head ah. <laughs> so if you want dr angel's uh 31 days to an organized house you're gonna have to reach out to her 727-501-6557 but go ahead no because the reality of it is i'm not gonna spend you know ten, two or three days of 12 hours trying to you get overwhelmed it's too much so if we talk about chunking, chunking things, up, things right you want to find motivation start making them into smaller, smaller doable, doable things yes yes I do have a very clean garage because I really have been working on mine. I really have. You should have seen what was sitting by the curb for the trash man the other day. Uh, well, so. see, I haven't had garbage service for two weeks because my garbage day fell on both holidays. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing. No, it's not. No, no, no. Another symptom besides lack of motivation. So that's a, And by the way, let's go back to that. That's a really good way to do it. Take, make a list, go back and divide those chores up in 31 days or whatever. Yeah, make right? small little, but making a plan. So now right. I have a little plan every day. And so when we have a plan, we're more likely to succeed. So you, you accomplished all this during the break? 
No, no, no. It starts January 1st oh. through the 31st. <laughs> I started it yesterday. You did? Okay. Now, right. I actually did like three days worth of it, by the Whoa. way. Whoa. All right. Okay. Well, if you are curious about <laughs> Dr. Angel's 31 Days to an Organized Home, call her. <laughs> or you can email her at Dr. Angel's Development, right? Yes. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right. Trouble sleeping. Trouble sleeping is a big one. And when we aren't getting our sleep... It sets us completely behind. We lose our motivation. We don't have the energy. And when we're not sleeping, we're usually thinking about negative things or troublesome things. So we're draining our emotions out even more, but we're not renewing ourselves. And if you're having trouble sleeping, it could be that you are emotionally exhausted Mm -hmm. and you're trying to think everything through at night. Yes. Right? You're trying and, to fix and go it. fix it. And and it comes to you and you wake up and oh I gotta do that. Oh I forgot to do that. Oh I I have a piece of paper and a pen beside my bed. So do I. And if I wake up in the middle of the night and it's something that I had forgotten to do, I'll just write it down yes. right then. And, and I and, you know, I tell go, people do that all the time. Do you? Don't keep it in your head. No, Let it that's go. the only way I can get rid of it. Otherwise yes. I sit there and I go, I really need to remember to write that down tomorrow. No, no, no. You just get up and you do it right Right, there. Right, because your brain's going to think about it all night long. So keep a notepad by your bed. Keep a bedtime. Make yourself go lay down, even if you're not falling asleep. Like, get yourself, your body in that routine. I know people that don't go to bed till 1 or 2 in the morning. How they function, I do not know, you know. Uh, But I do know people like that. They like to stay up all night, and then they, you know, like to sleep a little later in the morning. But I can't do that. I've got to get I don't know how they do that either. Um, But we're not sleeping when we're not resting. Our body's not renewing, and it's going to keep draining. You know, it's that hole in our gas tank. Not sleeping grows that hole in our gas tank. It certainly does. you got to have regular sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And they say seven to eight hours. Yes, and I agree wholeheartedly. Four to five. People say, I I do fine on four hours. I've heard that for years. Years by from people that I know, oh, I and it's to. almost like a badge of honor. You know, they go, "Hey, I only sleep four or five hours. Uh, you know, I don't need all that rest." Well, research and science says yeah. that we need between we need seven and eight we and a half it. hours so of that's sleep just, a night. Yes, that's just uh, yeah, not true. <laughs> uh, other symptoms of emotional exhaustion: irritability or mood changes. Yeah, that's so when we were talking about like having those big emotions for little triggers or not big, you know, triggers that make sense. So maybe you're crying, or maybe you're uh, snapping at everybody, or you know, you're kind of the junkyard dog. No one knows what to expect from you, so they're getting tiptoeing around you. Irritability is a big sign you're emotionally exhausted. Whoa! Wow. That's very important. And, and audience, I think that a lot of times we see that in ourselves, but we just want to just discount it, right? We do. And usually we're irritable with the people we love the most. Right. So they kind of take the brunt of our exhaustion. And then right. we feel guilty. Right. Because we didn't want to do that to them. And we know we're doing that to them. And so it kind of exhausts us even more. It so does. we get on these cycles. Okay, we're going to talk more about that in just a moment because we got a song coming up right now that's going to help you understand what we're talking about, and we're glad you're with us tonight on Go Yard. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. It's 
gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. that old song. Why did you pick that, Dr. Angel? Well, you know, because when we're in an emotional exhausted state, we can't see we clearly. We can't see clearly. And so we want to see clearly. So right. that's what we're trying to give our listeners. Is oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was my real estate ad. And you know, that was my son that cut that five years ago when we started six years, almost six years ago. And so I really have been in real estate almost 29 years. So he keeps saying 23 years. <laughs> so, but if anybody out there is want to talk about real estate, give me a call. Um, anyway, so so often we get so all we can see is the problems before us. All we can feel is the oh, if anybody calls me right now or if anybody tugs on me anymore for this or that, I can't handle it, right? Exactly. And it happens a lot with our families, I think. It does. And it's almost like when you see your text message go off, you're you're mad about it. Like, right. who's want me now? Like, you know, cuz you're so exhausted. <laughs> I've seen people that do that. I know. I've seen you do that. No, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, no I'm teasing you. I haven't seen you do that. But I, but that is a common problem, right? That we're just like, and that's that irritability. That's mm-hmm. like, don't put anything else on me. I can't take it. I can't take it. Keep exactly. your own problems, right? And at this point, you can get so emotionally exhausted that even like good things feel like stress to you. <laughs> exactly. Because you're just, your emotions can't handle any emotions. <laughs> yeah. They can get so drained. You're like, I'm at the end of my rope. I can't help anybody else, right? Exactly. You know, and then that, you don't have any energy. And, and people in your line of work and in mine as a pastor and, and all that, we have to be very careful to stay kind of rested, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Because it's too easy then to develop an attitude when somebody really does need you, right? That is very true. And you have to, and you know, when I think, you know, in our line of work, we're kind of taught along the way, you have to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself. You cannot give what you do not have. But I, I, I love for, that quote. Say that again. You cannot give what you do not have. Very good. But what happens is it's true for all of us. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter what your career is or what you're doing. You're living life and life takes emotions. And it does. we get our emotions drained and exhausted. We do. And we don't realize it's happening to us. Right. And and so one of these symptoms of emotional exhaust, exhaustion is this irritability, mood changes, physical fatigue, lack yeah. of energy. 
uh, you just think, oh my gosh, I can't even get out of this bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to lay here. I just want to rest, you know. Right. You know, your first thought in the morning is how many hours till bedtime. Yeah, you know, that's, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or looking forward to a nap. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that. I, I, I do believe in power naps. 10 I do minutes. too. I, I don't get them very often. But when I do, I feel I do feel better. 10 or 15 minutes max. Mm-hmm. But but to take a two-hour nap, which some people do. Some people do. Yes. I don't know how you sleep at night, but that's I just my understand own opinion. That either. Yeah. Anyway, getting on a schedule. Let's go back to that point a minute. But your a routine. Yes. I, I want to talk. I want you. We're talking about New Year's here. A, a routine. Why is that important? Well, routine is really important for a couple of things. First of all, it gives our body that predictability and that mm-hmm. systems. We can let our brains take a break. Right. You know, when you are doing things that are constantly changing all the time, your brain has to use a lot of energy to keep up with what's happening. But when we get a routine, our brain can autopilot some things, okay. which kind of gives it a break a, a driving, little bit. Driving? Like when you go... No, no, you please know, do not put you, your brain on autopilot when you're <laughs> but, driving. But when you drive, sometimes you remember, like, I don't even remember coming from here to there. You know it what I mean? It does happen. That's not safe. It does happen because we're thinking about da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, but like when you drive somewhere and you're driving the same path every day uh, yeah, like you right. don't have to think about oh am i looking for this name of a road right you, you know you where just, the road is right. you know past yeah, the right. wawas or whatever you cannot pass a wawas <laughs> that's a good point i just want our listeners to know this person here dr angel does not pass wawas no i keep she stops. In business um so, you know, things like that. When you're emotionally fatigued, you need that routine. You right. need your brain to rest on things that you don't really need the brain power for. Sure. So having that uh, routine is really important to help you fight that and get out of the exhaustion. Because, you know, the only way to get out of exhaustion is, well, we'll talk about it in just a second. But that rest of our brain is really important because it's going to help us get some energy. It's going to help us with perspective. Well, that's what sleep's about. Yeah. Sleep is so important, especially to get into that REM sleep or whatever you want to call it, right? Where you really are in a deeper sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, and you probably do too, having, we each had three kids and and I had three of them in four years and you were close to the same uh, schedule. You you just do not sleep. You, you, You sleep so lightly. Yes. Because you want to hear any little, you know, yes, right, and and so eventually, when the kids are older and you can actually sleep better, that's that's a whole thing. But um, this this whole thing that contributes when we don't sleep well, it contributes to this emotional exhaustion. Oh, very much so because we're not letting our bodies renew and get yeah. new energy, and we're just draining and draining and draining. We have energy, is something we have a very limited supply of. We do, yeah. Feelings of hopelessness. Yes, that's part of the symptoms of, you know, and that hopelessness is that feeling of stuck, feeling like you can't find a solution. Like, that's part of that hopelessness. Like, I'm never going to come out of this mess. I don't right. have it, see any answers. It's always going to be like this. But this is one reason our brains go into, uh, not autopilot, they go into work, 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 right. trying to figure out what, what solution, right? Because it wants to get out of this mess that yeah. it feels like it's in. And so... That's where that hopelessness comes in. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. Feelings of absent-mindedness. Yes, this happens when we are emotionally exhausted. We 
just simple things. Maybe we forget to pay a bill that we're always paying or we can't find our keys all the time or, you know. There's a cure for that. Put them in the same place. Yes. And go back to the last place that you left them. That's true story. Right. I have a key hook in my house, you know. I but, do too. You know, I've watched people running around for their glasses and they're oh, on the top of their I know. head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that absent mindedness. Yeah. And um and then then that a lot of times if you're older, people begin if you start doing that absent minded thing, then you begin to worry, Oh my gosh, am I losing it? You know? And so I think a lot of people that are older struggle with that. Yeah, they don't want to tell anybody. And it very well could be just stress. Yes. I cannot tell you the number of patients that I have had that have been so afraid to tell me about their absent-mindedness because they were thinking they were getting Alzheimer's or dementia, and right. it was stress. Yeah, because stress definitely takes away our ability. You know, it decreases our ability to focus and concentrate and to remember normal things. Right. Yeah. Um, apathy. Tell yes, me about apathy. You know, and the apathy is that That's just, another symptom. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a big one. These um, are symptoms, by the way, if you're just now joining us, of emotional exhaustion as we turn the corner into this new year. Apathy. What's wrong with apathy? And why don't you define apathy for those who don't know what it might be? <laughs> apathy is just having kind of like no feelings. Yeah. Blah. yeah. You don't care either way, ever, about mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, when we get apathetic, we're just... Nothing's exciting us. Nothing. We're just uh, mm-hmm. yeah. just existing, kind going of through the, going through the motions. But exactly, not really excited about. We don't enjoy anything. We just. I ugh. think that happens too when people begin to realize that they are eating just to exist, but they don't enjoy food. They don't enjoy cooking anymore, or they don't enjoy the taste of their food. That's, uh, to me, another symptom of emotional exhaustion, because it's just, I got I to gotta eat this, or I got to drink this bottle of water, stay alive, but I don't really want to. Right? Exactly. And that's that apathetic feeling yeah. about it, too. And appetite changes are another symptom. So either you start eating maybe more comfort foods, or you, you're not eating as, you're not eating, you're missing meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all symptoms. We're talking about symptoms of emotional exhaustion. What about headaches? Is that something? Headaches. Uh, you know, so here looking at some of the physical symptoms, gastrointestinal issues. Oh, my gosh. Headaches. Do you think the gastrointestinal uh, the GI problems are a symptom? Absolutely. They can be a symptom of them. They're a symptom of something. Because a lot of times it's emotion. It, it can, seems to me that I know a whole lot of people with GI problems, mm-hmm. right? And maybe they don't talk about it, but sometimes you they do. And you know that that's a, a major issue, that digestion is a problem. And that can be emotionally rooted, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying, doctor? Yes, it can absolutely be emotionally. I don't give you absolutely very often. Now, hardly ever. Yes, Ra- it can rare. be very emotionally rooted. Um, and so when we have those issues, we got to kind of look at what else is going on. Um, I know people who spent lots of money and, you know, going to doctors for their GI and it was more chronic stress and the medicine didn't do anything until they learned to deal with their stress. And for some people, there are true gastro issues that are physiological in nature, but most of them are all aggravated by stress. So yeah, I no matter agree. how you put it, stress is going to affect your GI. Right. Yeah. So, yes, when you have that, um, maybe this increased anxiety, that increased nervousness all the mm-hmm. time where you're just more anxious and jumpy and nervous, like that is the, that emotional exhaustion yeah. happening to you. Absolutely. Um, so 
<clears throat> the headaches, do you think that's common with people who are fighting emotional exhaustion? Do you yes. see a lot of headaches? Do you hear of a lot of headaches? I do. Um, headaches, back aches, neck aches, okay. like all those yeah. kinds of aches, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nervousness? Nervousness, yes. Anxiety, yes. You know, we okay. talked about the focus, mm-hmm. difficulty of focus, thinking difficulties, just trying to make executive functioning decisions, you know, just what, normal things. Just like, normal things. What about yeah. outbursts of anger? Uh, do you outbursts, hear yes. Do you hear people complaining about that, that they lost their temper, they said something at work they shouldn't have, or mm-hmm. they told somebody off and they've been, well, yeah, they were thinking that, but they didn't, would never have said it, and they just said it. And yes. now they lost their job or whatever. And you really see this uh, when you go into the stores. You you can tell some emotionally exhausted people by the ones that are just, woo, flying off the handle over like nothing. And you're right. just like, seriously? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I think we've all had family members or, or um, coworkers that exhibited this. Right? Oh, yes. It can be family members, Because, because you're looking at them like, calm down. Hey, come, what's that about? Right. You know, that confused right? look. Yes. Right. That can be emotional exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, talk about cynicism and why don't you define it for our, our listeners? So that's when we're kind of, you know, we've lost our identification with whatever it is we felt partly identified us. So we... Explain that. Okay. That's okay. So... <laughs> We find our identity in like our job or our relationships or our goals, and we kind of don't see that as our identification anymore. We've kind of that kind of goes along with apathy, okay? And we just don't feel like that's us anymore. All of a sudden, maybe you had this great career, and now all of a sudden, now you're like questioning: Should you even be in the career? You know, I've heard lawyers talk about wanting just to go work at Target. They're going to give up their law practices and go work right. at Target. I've like, heard that stuff too. That cynicism happening to them so being cynical means you just don't see the value in that thing anymore you make fun of it almost yes and like eh, that's just not worth all the effort you know which goes right along with apathy and negative thinking Uh, i've seen that in professionals Mm -hmm. through the years people i've known uh, that are willing to just uh, go take a nap instead of see patients or whatever that's not that unusual it is not that unusual. It really isn't. And that, you know, when we talk about emotional exhaustion, it goes hand in hand with professional burnout. Okay. Explain that. So professional burnouts, when, you know, you are burnt out of your job, whatever it is your profession is, you feel very burnt out from it where you just don't want to even want to do it. You hate it. You're becoming to hate your job. It's not what it, it's not fueling you or giving you those positive things you once had. Most of the time, not we ex- fulfilling anymore. Right, we're experiencing that burnout because we're emotionally exhausted, and it has nothing so much to do with the job per se. It's our emotional exhaustion and the way we're seeing everything. So we're looking through exhausted glasses. Yes. <laughs> right, and we're seeing everything is just kind of coated over with. And, and so a person like this, let's just inter- interject this right now. You need to get some help. Yes, you do. Because otherwise you can slide very... I mean, I've seen people give up very good jobs. Yes, I have too. Have you? Yes, I have. You want to comment on that? Because this this is a cause for concern. I mean, ex- emotional exhaustion is extremely a serious problem. It really is a serious problem. And, you know, the longer we're dealing with it, the more damage it's doing to our lives, to our bodies, to our emotions, our mental health. I mean, it... it 
It makes our risk for mental health, like depression, anxiety, yeah. much higher. Um, and the longer you sit in hopelessness and apathy, I mean, that leads to suicidal thinking and thoughts yeah. after a while, you know. And so sit, the longer you sit in it, the darker that tunnel gets. Yeah. And, yeah, I've watched people give up great careers and like i said the attorney who just walked away from a practice and went and took a job doing cash register for you know a store or just working at a gas station or becoming a waitress and we're talking about like nurses and like people oh yeah oh no i've heard stories like this went to college for many years i mean i remember my last job there were several of the social workers who just walked away and became waitresses wow you know, and that's what emotional exhaustion does. And so, when so what we, happens to all those goals they had, you know, for their life right. and they wanted to help people and all that. When you're in emotional exhaustion, I think it's hard for you to see what good is coming from your profession. Well, and that's what hits that burnout. You don't see the good anymore. You don't see the, feel the fulfillment anymore. And so... The hope is emotional exhaustion is reversible. We, it is, isn't we it? We can reverse this. Yeah, that's the good news tonight, yes, right? Yes, it is very reversible. If you are seeing yourself in any of these things we're talking about, it is reversible. Absolutely. It's going to take a little bit of uh, mindfulness. Yes. What is that? So mindfulness is just being in the present moment at the present time, paying attention to your present moment, here right. and now, the here right. and now. And so when we are exhausted emotionally, our brains are all over, and it's usually worrying about what's going to happen and thinking about what has happened and we're everywhere but here right and so getting a little bit mindful is really important so mindfulness practices things like yoga meditation just anything that keeps your brain in the here and the now right is really good and helps to relax your brain um improving your self-care that that goes without saying okay you have to take time for yourself yeah you do and you know what? You'll find out that the when you take, because people, I hear this, I don't have any time for everything I got to do. What do you mean take time for myself? Well, if you take a little bit of time. That's a little and bit of self-pity victim mentality, right? But, but if you fill your tank, guess what? You're going to have better energy mm-hmm. for the other things, mm. and you'll be more effective. For me, it's the Dunedin Causeway, because I live close by. And it's always been a source, water, sitting at the beach, and, of course, we're in Florida, so we have the advantage of that most of the months of the year where we can do that. But it does that for me. When I'm sitting there alone, I'm meditating, usually reading my Bible, whatever the case may be, praying, just looking at the water, watching people kayak, I'll go kayaking myself. I used to do that a lot more than I do now. But just getting out on the water, uh, you know, nature, that really helps me. Oh, my gosh. It's like a a huge renewal. Just two or three hours. First, that's part of mindfulness because you're in the moment. You're hearing the sounds. You're smelling. Like it's all that sensory in the moment. Yeah, right. And it's helping like you relax. It's feeding yourself. Yeah. And we need to have some self care every day. We need to have. And we're worth it. We got to realize that we are worth it. You know, we get especially if you're in a profession where you're serving people, even a waitress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and things like that. But when you are actually dealing with public a lot and serving like you are, like I am, uh, there has to be time for ourselves. There yes. has to be. There, ha- Yes. We, if we can't afford not to. Right. 
Like it's that important. And whatever it is, if it's just getting in with nature, if it's going for a walk, if it's reading a book that you want to read, not for right. work, but right? Just a relaxing book, or yeah. if it's you know whatever. If it's getting in there and cooking something that you enjoy, or it's getting in touch with the things that fill you back up. Exactly. You know, and it we want we need to have those times. In fact, my I made my bullet journal and one of my goal columns is my self care. I map out what my self care is gonna look mm-hmm. like every month. Right. Because I can't not I can't afford not to do that. Exactly. And so we all need to have those times of rest, those times of we're doing something for ourselves. And you, your kids are still young enough that um well, they're not young, but they're young <laughs> young men. But that that you are still have that family life mm-hmm. dynamic going. With me, it's it's flying to be with my grandkids, and and I just got done with two trips, and it was amazing both times because I'm out of my norm. I'm not going into the office. I'm not this. I'm not. I'm not, you know, out showing homes. And it's so nice to just play with the grandkids. Yes. To take them for a walk. To like some of my older grandkids in Indiana to just listen to their stories with their friends and their interaction and things that and be interested in I guess what I'm trying to get to is be interested in somebody other than yourself that will help you it well it's one of the things we need to talk about is it is fostering our social relationships oh, and connections see, I didn't with know others. that that's just where I was feeling right and then. that promotes our resilience and yeah. it, it helps to build a protection against this emotional exhaustion and fostering those relationships that feed us and that we can feed into them well and if you're like me and have almost 13 grandkids i do have 13 grandkids tommy the the 13th is due any day right now in texas and which is very exciting but that keeps you young too if you have family and you have interaction but just just having fun playing ping pong playing basketball i still do those kinds of things i enjoy that kind of thing with my grandkids and i think that helps bring you back and kind of ground you to the to the human interaction that you need we sit around we tell stories we make christmas cookies in indiana we did we you know silly things with christmas cookies but still fun times right absolutely and we need that connecting so if it's you know going and getting an iced tea with a friend or if it's hanging out you know oh yeah you know what with one of your kids or your grandkids or whatever like connecting with people is really important we cannot push people away when we're emotionally exhausted we tend to push them away and we need them more and little vacations like i just described the two i just took um are very important because you get out of that routine and you see life differently yes right just being on an airplane like i mentioned a couple weeks ago with somebody that sat down beside me on an airplane uh, f- causes you to kind of reevaluate who you are who what's going on right there beside you oh my goodness a two-day three-day break Doesn't can do wonders for emotional exhaustion a it, lot it of can. times it can just get you out of that emotional exhaustion altogether Definitely. you know just having and it doesn't even have to be expensive it can just be going you know to a friend's house or even and you don't even have to go away it's getting out of your box for a couple of days can really help with that mind reset we need. Absolutely. And if you say, well, I don't have that luxury of being able to go here or there or whatever, you can have lunch with a friend. Reconnect mm-hmm. socially. Let's go back to that point. Why is that important? 
Well, because that builds that resilience. You know, we're emotionally exhausted means we've exhausted our emotions. Right. So we need some positive emotions filled exactly. back in us. Right. And that happens through relationships. It does. It does. So reconnect. Absolutely. Read a book. Yes. Read your Bible. Um, things re- like yes. this. Uh, feed those positive thinking because yes. when you're emotionally exhausted, you're in that negative thinking. So look for positive quotes. Look, you know, there's tons, tons and tons, tons of them out there online. I just was filling my bullet journal with a positive quote for every week of the year. And oh, my gosh, there's so many great quotes out there. Like write them down, you know, have a quote for the week. Do but fill those positive yeah. thinking. Those uh, oh, thoughts. I agree. And because the stinking thinking that we get into is what exhausts us, don't yes. you think? And a lot of times that's because we're comparing our success to our relative or or somebody at work or this person's got more money and this person's able to buy a brand new car and I can't and on and on and on, right? Comparisons will drag you down. They'll, they'll sap the emotions right out of you. Talk about that. You know, when we... Our only the only person we're in competition with is ourselves. You know, everybody has different situations, circumstances, things, and we aren't meant to be like whoever we want to compare ourselves to. Right. And so we got to stop that. Stop it. And stop just start it. looking at ourselves. <laughs> you know, looking at hey, what is going good in my life? Mm-hmm. What am I grateful for? Like even when you're emotionally exhausted, we should be able to start seeing a few things. The more we can see this positive. We're digging oh, out of it. I, I totally agree. And and you hit on the gratefulness thing because I think that's a key to coming out of this emotional exhaustion is to count your blessings, is to, to really stop, write them down. Yes. Hey, I got this. I got that going on. I got this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, too often we don't do that. No, we, we Because do not. we get stuck in our heads. We get stuck in our own thinking of all the bad all the negative all the we don't oh i wish i had this i wish this was going my way i wish i had a guy to love me all that kind of stuff right oh my goodness yeah yeah, that list that's a whole other show but sure is but you're right we need to focus on the things that are going well the things we are grateful for the people we do have that we love and trust in our life i want to add something to that because when i was in indiana that's where nine of my 13 grandkids are no, there are actually 11 there, uh, but nine I spent time with. And it was so interesting to intentionally sit down with each of them in different times and ask them about themselves and, and listen to what they had to say, right? And I think a lot of times we are emotionally exhausted because we're still in our head about us. Mm-hmm. We are so... Um, self-consumed and I I just throw it out there to our audience get interested in other people yes other hobbies sports whatever do something different this new year Uh, we we talk about our good intentions or whatever we call those things at the beginning of each year you know and and how we're going to do this we're going to do that but it doesn't have to be real complicated not at all in fact the more simple it is actually the more likely it is that we'll achieve it it. so i've pontificated so you you do have and you know getting out of emotional exhaustion 
it doesn't happen overnight, but it does go. Once we get going, it actually starts. Well, we really, see the value we of see, it. We get more strength and more strength and, we and more strength. Better. We feel better. We're like, wow. Like every time we come in and do the show, I don't care how busy our days have been. When we sit down and do the show, we walk out of here, both of us, and we always say, wow, that helped me. You mm-hmm. know, I enjoyed that. And, and so give give of yourself give, absolutely you know do something creative that can be a really great thing to help yeah. pull you out of some emotional exhaustion because that creativity uses a different part of our brain exactly it's just doing something like knowing hey i'm in this and mm-hmm. i need to get out so right. let me start making those steps to get exactly. out exactly exactly wow Okay, so how do you want to sum this up? We're going to start a new topic next week, gang. We are. You know, let's take 2020 and let's start breaking our emotional exhaustion. Let's get our energy back. Let's get our emotions back. Let's get our perspective back so we can take this new year and make it better than the year we have last year. Oh, absolutely. And so that, you know, maybe a month from now, you just start really feeling, realizing you're feeling a whole lot better. Yes. And you're not as stressed. You're not as exhausted all the time. And you don't want to take a nap every time you turn around. Yes. Right? So anything else? Anything else? We've got about one minute, Dr. Angel. Okay. Well, in our one minute, I would just really want to encourage our audience to go back there and just foster those relationships that are feeding you and find those things you're grateful for and write them down write them down this has been go yard and who are you anyway i'm dr angel i always have to ask you You because i forget who you are no and i'm i'm mama mac and this has been go yard tune in again next week and check us out on youtube slash tan talk radio slash go yard see ya god bless you good night WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.